So look at the case of Zepto. Right? It it introduced a new segment, quick commerce, which was so earlier everybody was very fine that Amazon is delivering next day, and then Amazon came with Amazon Fresh, and they were delivering the same day. All of that was good. Right? And then this came this concept of uh, others grow for six sector who were doing it much short, shorter time, but nobody had imagined right, getting products in ten minutes. That was a completely new market. to tackle that market obviously they needed billions of dollars of funding right so uh, creating a, or entering a new market no amount of my or our strategies are going to work right what will work is large amounts of money because you don't know what will work and don't work and you need to experiment and large amounts of money is the only way to do it hi this is muskan welcome to the brand podcasters show where we discuss teach and analyze all about branding marketing and of course podcasting let's get started today i'm in conversation with deepak our in-house marketing expert we go over a very crucial topic which is finding those first users as you bring out your product in the market for the very first time it's really a very pivotal step in the initial phase of business come with us as we venture deep into it hi deepak how are you i'm good muskan how are you i'm great and uh, today i have a very crucial first timer question sort of because uh, you know these first timer questions are something where you need to be you know right on the point because you don't get really second chances here mm-hmm. so the topic really is finding your first users so this is for all those entrepreneurs who are you know starting out with their startups and everything so jumping on to it deepak we have always seen that uh, these brands try to focus on uh, entrepreneurs tries to try to focus on their product in the initial phase and sometime uh, some somewhere or the other they forget that you know there is uh, a target market that they need to cater to so do you think that in this initial phase it is important to focus on this target market or their product or does it go hand in hand it has to go hand in hand i think right. lately so you're right there is a chance that most people just only focus on their product or mm-hmm. actually fixate on their product right and they forget that they have to find the target audience because only then the product will iterate and so on mm-hmm. but then there is this uh, almost glamorization of mvp right minimum viable product right and a few famous people in fact like uh, the linkedin founder they said that if you're not embarrassed by your first version of the product you're launching too late mm. now with that there has become a almost like a like a, it's it's almost like you you're launching a half baked product in the market right it looks nice and it looks very f- fancy and up to the new age that you're launching on day one etc mm. but remember it has to be a finished product right Yes, there is no end of the features which people will request, but at least it it should be able uh, to measure up to what the expectations are. Hmm. Right? So there has to what you said was exactly correct that it, the, both of them have to go hand in hand. Right. If you're creating a product, yes, focus on what the core features are, hmm. develop them, and then launch it. It is true that the majority of your product will be built after the feedback. Right. right but both of them have to go hand in hand you create a core product hmm. launch it get the feedback iterate it and keep on launching it right so this this question actually came from the traditional methodology which companies used to uh, used to create i remember when i was working in a corporate hmm. 
somebody came from UK with a product plan. Right. And when we had done the entire product planning and all that stuff, uh, he said, "Okay, so now this looks good. We will start building, and we estimate two years to build it." Hmm. Now that sort of a scenario is no longer possible. Right. In two years, market will change, product will change, competition will change, everything hmm. changes. So you have to be faster. That right. is true. Uh, but and you have to look at the target audience. Hmm. Still. there has to be some measure of confidence in your product right so you should feel that okay if i am going into into the market to my target customers and telling them okay this is the pain point which my product will solve hmm. it is solving it right and don't go with with ex- building up the expectations and when the customer feedback says oh, it's not working hmm. then you try solving it right. which is also approach which i see sometimes hmm. but both of them have to go hand in hand But I've also seen at the same time that uh, okay, so targeting your first users and building product according to their feedback is really important. But at the same time, this process never ends really because I've seen with you know old age brands like Tata Tea, I've seen that they've started coming out with these uh, different teas for different tiers also. Like there's Tata Agni for tier two or tier three. They came out with it later on. They started with something else di- entirely. So right. So a quick um, a quick com- comment on that. So what you're mentioning are product variations, right? right? right. So once you're in the market, hmm. you will keep on getting new variations. Right? right. So a Hyundai or a Maruti will keep on adding newer models, hmm. and Apple will keep on releasing releasing new versions of its Mac Pro. Right. That is fine, and that will that's a continuous process. Hmm. Right? But if you're talking about first timers or entrepreneurs who are just getting started, right? They don't have the luxury of creating multiple variations. True. They would almost always go into the market with a with one product hmm. and one product with a few different features. Right. As they mature, they will add more features, and when they mature further, they will add more variations. Hmm. Right. So all of that is a due course of process, as as you said. Right. So somebody like Tata Tea, as a as a established brand, hmm. will keep on adding variations. Right. And I think some time back we were having that conversation. It will also localize it. Mm-hmm. Right. If it's going to some other country, it would localize the taste. If it's going to some other geography within India, it would localize the taste. Right. Uh, in fact, in tea industry, we know so we have a tea company. So we have seen mm-hmm. that the taste differs within a few kilometers. Right? Yeah, so some, true. Right. So somewhere people want really, really hard and and right mm-hmm. yeah, those those patti wala chai. Yeah, true. Right? And there's somewhere else people want a very mild taste. Mm, almost, lot of milk in it. With lot of milk in it. Right? Mm. So all of these are variations, and obviously these FMCG brands are very smart. They keep on doing it. Mm. For the entrepreneurs, they usually don't have that luxury. Right. So you will have one core product mm. with let's say three to five main features on mm. which you are selling. Right. So you can create those features, ensure that they work as expected, mm. launch it into the market, get the feedback, improve, reduce, increase the features, and but the process will never end. But at the same time, now FMCG is a industry wherein you can actually do these variations time to time and very fastly. But you know, uh, industries like automobiles, they really don't have the luxury to bring out new variations or new uh, sort of, for example, if it's a Mercedes brand. they cannot bring out their cars or their new models very quickly but at the same time now this comes back to our previous conversation that we had in some other episode that uh, traditional marketing is for brands like these who have the liberty and uh, uh, you know luxury of doing it but at the same time these brands take years for example apple always launches year after year when they when they're launching their product so a, an entrepreneur or startup cannot really that's true which is why see again Every industry would have a different cycle. 
and a different R&D exposure. Right. right? So some, if you are a Boeing or an Airbus, the amount of R&D required is much different. True. Right? If you're a car manufacturer, the amount of R&D required, customer mm. research required, different material, or maybe if, right. if you're making a self-driving car, mm. right, the research requires is different. Now, when we talk of something which is a little different brand, something like what you mentioned, FMCG or T, right, they also would require a lot of consumer behavior research. Right. Even though the R&D may on the surface look less. Mm-hmm. Right? Because in the end, you're creating a tea blend. True. And you might say, okay, R&D is a little bit less. You still want a tea taster. You want consumer behavior research. Mm. But the cycle may very well be low. Right. And all of those things depend on the industry. Mm. Now come back even a step back. Right? Something like a fashion brand. Mm. They can change even faster. Right? And they do change. Right? Yeah. With seasons or with different collections mm. or with different occasions. True. So every industry has its own timeline on which it follows. Mm. But coming back again to your question of smaller startups or entrepreneurs, they none of them have this luxury. Which is why when they come into the market, mm. they should have a some sort of a concrete vision. What is the problem they are going to solve? Right. And in their ideal product, they might have 20 features which do everything. Mm. But they can't launch with 20 features because it takes time and money and effort. So they have to figure out what are those core three, five features, mm. create that product, go into the market, get the feedback, iterate and keep on improving. It's a never ending process. Right. But with this process, I guess it's very important to, uh, you know, somewhere or the other, uh, either fix or, uh, you know, have an idea that who your first users should be really. So how do you suggest uh, they should, you know, how, how, what is the process? How do they focus on who their first users really should be? Who will give them that feedback? In fact, Muskan, yesterday I was talking to someone right. and this question came up. Hmm. Right? Are you looking for your first few users or are you looking for your first few customers? There is a distinction there. Right. right. Because users are those who will provide the feedback which will improve your product. Hmm. Customers are those with whom you have a financial arrangement. Right. And both of them may be the same, but may very well be different. Okay. I would say initially your priority is to get users. Even if they are in a trial phase, even if you don't have a financial arrangement, Hmm. even if you're doing it free of cost. So the thing is to get the users, but just coming back, how do we get it? Hmm. Ideally, before you start working on your product, you should have some idea that these will be my three to five or depending on the brand. So let's talk of a technology brand. Hmm. So before you start creating that product, you should have some rough idea that these three to five big brands would be my first few users. Right. Right. Because creating a product and hmm. then going into the market to find the users will always be difficult, whether you're searching for three or 30. Hmm. So initially you should have some understanding that while you're building the product, you know what is the pain you're solving for these three, five customers or users. And that's a process which has to happen before making the product, Mm -hmm. while making the product. Mm -hmm. And then it will improve once you're done with it. Uh, So just as an example, I was talking to somebody from a shipping company. Okay. Uh, So shipping industry is also very traditional in the softwares it uses. Mm -hmm. So for them, for a person to create a software will take one year or two years. And then to try finding the user or the customer would be even more difficult. Mm. Right? So before you start, you should know who are, who do I know? Who, are, who do I have as acquaintances right. or people who like me, who think I have the vision and the capability to deliver. Mm. Those people would be your initial users. 
right and ideally you should know about them hmm. before you start your product building cycle hmm. but when you mentioned that there is one thing as your first time customers and one thing who are your first time users hmm. i think so the difference lies between the first time uh, users are basically those who are judging your product still the customers would be somebody who actually trusted your product because they want to invest in it and you know take your services and take your product and use it they might still be judging it and uh, even they might be using it for the first time but at the same time there is this uh, a, a very fine line wherein the first time users are just really judging it and you know giving an observation they have not used your product yet so true so both of them are important right yeah. so people who are judging without a revenue arrangement hmm. are not ideal people who only have a revenue arrangement but are not using it are not ideal hmm. so the best case scenario is both of them are same right your users are the same as your customers hmm. but for a new company it is often and at least if we talk about high technology companies right hmm. it's often difficult to enter into a contractual arrangement where you're getting revenue sure why because these have larger sales cycles these hmm. have more complicated contracts now if you're in a more uh, right let's say impulse buy segment Hmm. Let's take the example of an apparel brand. Right. Let's say tomorrow you launch an apparel brand. Hmm. Now, who would your first few users be? They would very likely be your friends and family to right. whom you send the product and then say, okay, fabric is good, Muskan, hmm. right? Um, fitting is bad or whatever is happening. Colors are good, designs are bad. Right. That is your typical judgment which you are mentioning. Hmm. Right. But you also have the ability to not judge to actually launch in the market and just run some Facebook, Instagram ads to also get your customers. right in those industries yes it's possible to have both segments as well as have both segments as one hmm. but in certain industries you actually might need to focus just on your users but at the same time deepak i feel that uh, there are brands who offer a product and uh, they have it still pretty much a uh, result but at the same time there are brands who offer services for example i was with a pr firm and i knew that my whatever i am writing or whatever whatever i am offering my clients it would be a one time thing because they trust me with articles or with press conferences and stuff like that and that happens one time only so these are consumers which are coming to me they may be a first time a consumer and they have this press conference which is building their image mm -hmm. so now with a pr firm who's trying to build their image there is there are no second chances that they can take even after a feedback they might do it with some other consumer but with this consumer they've already you know somewhere or the other handled the image or they're trying so so brands like these really have it tough for them true but let's take your example only right right so you're working in a pr firm hmm. let's say tomorrow you open your own pr firm right what would your first step be and your first step would be to find people to, with whom you have worked true let's you come with me and say hey deepak we have worked before together hmm. why don't we do your pr right, right. and in that case we might, i might become your customer hmm. i might become only your user Hmm. If I become a user, I'll say, "Okay, Muskan, we are doing this event. Hmm. Why don't you handle your PR with this?" Right. And even in that PR, you would be doing ten different services. Right? Hmm. You will say, "Okay, we'll do five press releases. We'll do two media placements. Hmm. We'll do this and that." So it won't be like there is a one make or break kind of thing. Right. But and you will have multiple options sometimes. Hmm. And in fact, in PR, this is very common. Right. Let's say you place an article about me in Times of India, hmm. and. with your best intentions you did the correct thing but in the end the journalist edited it or did did something which i didn't like 
True. So even in that case, we will have a conversation, and I'll say, okay, next time let's do this better. Hmm. So that keeps on hap- happening, right? So in the case of services, this is the iteration which is happening. Oh. The difference is hmm. in services, iteration happens for every client. So what you did for me didn't work for for me, and I said, okay, Muskan, change it the next time. Right. But it very well might have been perfect for some other client. Hmm. that is a core difference between a product business and a service business in a product business if you do an iteration most likely it is for everyone using it in a service business if you do an iteration most likely it is only for that particular customer/user hmm. now at the same time like we are a podcast production agency and podcast in india still growing and uh, you know coming up there are different trends around it and it's growing pretty rapidly so we understood the market and we came into it and this is our product really but there are brands that you know try to try to focus on the product and say that you know they want to build something some ideology that's very different nobody has seen ever or nobody has really copied and it might get copied when i build it but at the same time now there is a risk that this product might not have a target audience or True. target market so where do you think should the focus really be so these kind of startups will never start without a large amount of funding hmm. right in that funding they now have to create the market right very different dynamics from the usual startup entrepreneur hmm. who has who has an existing market has an existing idea this is what i can do right if you're going into the market which doesn't have any previous right um, use case you have not seen nothing has happened hmm. you need large amounts of money and large amounts of time before you start getting the results right so those things will never happen unless you have multi 100 millions of dollars of funding hmm. so look at the case of zepto right it it introduced a new segment quick commerce hmm. which was so earlier everybody was very fine that amazon is delivering next day and then amazon came with amazon fresh and they were delivering the same day all hmm. of that was good right and then this came this concept of uh, others grow for six sector and who were doing it much shorter time hmm. but nobody had imagined right getting products in 10 minutes that was a completely new market right to tackle that market obviously they needed billions of dollars of funding hmm. right so uh, creating a, or entering a new market no amount of my or our strategies are going to work right right what will work is large amounts of money because you don't know what will work and don't work hmm. and you need to experiment and large amounts of money is the only way to do it right but at the same time uh it could be a service or product that might not require a a really big funding or anything and uh, it could be different as well like uh, like it could be something but at the same time do you think the marketing will require this large amount of investment it, or it, you, you have to create so if i mean let's be honest right there have been many smart smart people before us if there was a gap in the market hmm. almost certainly somebody has tried to fill it right if they have not been able to fill it there can be only two reasons one there was no market at all hmm. they were they judged it wrongly or something extra was required which they didn't have right in almost all the cases that something extra is money and that money is spent on marketing let's again look at an example right in india we know a lot of Uh, food items are wasted mm. right why all the perishables right right and yet there's a large amount of malnutrition in the country mm. so many people are uh, sleeping without food right how come nobody is solving this problem 
they're not solving this problem because you need the infrastructure you need the cold chain right cold uh, cold storage chain you need mm. the government uh, acceptance you need interstate travel right. you need transportation now on the face this is a wonderful idea if somebody had to solve it mm. right you have the market you have the need you only have to supply the infrastructure but it needs so much of will and money and uh, policy change that nobody has been actually been able to do it at a scale so uh, maybe something which you are referring to is let's say a skin care product hmm. right a skin care product and then now there are these serums and argan oil and somebody had not done it right i would say those are more a variation of an industry which was already there hmm. right a hair care product so the industry is already there hmm. now you are creating something new out of it that is obviously viable Right? Mm. so you have these yoga mats they have always been there somebody comes and says okay i'll make all natural jute yoga mm-hmm. mat which won't skid right which won't have a bad smell whatever it is those are all variations and improvements on the existing market mm. they can certainly be done right but a product which has never had any customer in any form tackling that is is tough without money I totally agree with your point where you said that uh, you know somewhere or the, somewhere or the other someone has already done it or have thought about it because uh, this is either a sad part or I guess uh, all about money that you know big brands like for example a parent company like HUL has tried their hands in everything mm-hmm. and anything and as we as we worked upon that Tata Tea wala example in that only we can see that they have come up with so many variations because these big brands do that they over the time they start building things and uh you know ideologies which are not yet existing but again with their product they try doing variations and all plus that. they remaining in the industry hmm. they know about the problems yeah. and have solved the problems which you have not even seen hmm. right so outside from the tea industry you could imagine that if i create the most perfect tea hmm. it will sell right but when you go inside the market hmm. you'll find out that it's not a game about tea tasting it's a right. game of distribution Right, it's a game of being present at the retailers and incentivizing retailers to push your product. Right, all of these problems only become visible once you're in the industry. True, and above that, I guess they have those resources, the test labs, the researchers yeah, yeah. who are already working, and then they come up with these new products. Plus testing, survey, consumer behavior exactly. research. Exactly, they they will know everything what you know one years before that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. In fact, in the COVID times. Mm-hmm. or i think before around that there was a huge spike in in tea prices in the, in the in the tea leaf prices right so smaller brand would suffer because of that hmm. but the larger brands they have a one year stockpiling of the raw material right, right? so they can sustain that time hmm. a smaller brand would be finished in that time so True. there are so many different problems which smaller brands face which larger ones just by virtue of their scale hmm. is able to bypass but when i um so this is also right and because of that i had this curiosity in my head that okay so i interviewed a lot of these d2c brands wherein uh, the one insight that i got was that these all these brands most of them started when the covid was you know at the mm. peak and they were at home and they had some weird wild ideas in their head but at the same time now we have such parent brands big brands already working and building so much and way above them and way uh, you know unke kafi aage hain but at the same time these brands started building up and there are so many brands when i entered this d2c industry i started interviewing these people i found out that there are plenty and plenty of brands working on in the same industry so yeah. if it's fashion there are so many brands giving different things somebody is giving g- gymming options somebody is giving you know yoga pants and everything like that somebody is making uh, products for only mothers and stuff like that so 
what about these brands they don't really have the resources or the luxury to you know be at their level yeah. and if they want to bring in a variation they'll have to go through everything that these big brands are already going through which is research resources true so you would have noticed what they did hmm. or what all these successful brands did hmm. they narrowed down their customers segment right right so they focus on one particular customer segment hmm. and really nailed it down true so they understood who are my users customers hmm. and obviously facebook and instagram ads have made it much easier to reach the audience right and so you these days if you had to set up an e-commerce store hmm. it would probably be done in one day right and it you anybody can do it right right go to shopify integrate razor pay hmm. create a facebook instagram page start your ads and you're done hmm. and the next day onwards you can start getting orders slash feedback right so that is something which has changed hmm. but that is also relevant for industries who have who have a pr- product which is priced somewhere between 500 to 2500 around that part hmm. the moment you go beyond that decisions are not being made online hmm. well decisions are being made conversions are not happening online hmm. it it's, it gets extremely tougher right so uh these brands they did the smart thing so hmm. there was this wave of people who were online hmm. and right. these brands focus and niched down hmm. they they found out which segment can work right. and on that segment they would experiment true and they would experiment different collections if it's apparel hmm. different fabrics different pricing right, all that stuff right. and getting the help of influencer marketing hmm. so again every industry would probably tackle it in a different manner right at the same time when it came with covid right all these offices office space hmm. no amount of marketing could have saved them true because there was no need so all of these right industry and timing and which brand you are in hmm. for, for at least for a startup they hmm. have to if not know everything have an informed guess about everything what can right. happen and what can't happen but now this makes us think that you know what is that time frame to build your either product or ideology because many brands have a product or have something in mind but they spend these years in refining it and putting in this uh, feature or that thing and how do you define that you know will if 2 years will be enough for your product or if a few days will be enough to bring it in the market so fortunately this has an easy answer right right your time frame is how much money you have yeah right? <laughs> companies only die off because of one reason they run out of money true if you stay in the business eventually you will f- either find the right product or the right customer and be able to do it right so it's not one year or two year or three years or six months it's mm. how much money you have true and if that money can be sustained for x amount of time do it if it doesn't then you have to figure something out mm. in lesser time that is also correct but um, at the same time there must be something that these brands need to keep in mind while they're bringing out their product whether they bring it in 2 years if they have the right amount of resources See, and money again the, it's the same thing right what right. is the ideal time to launch it is today hmm. today is the best time to launch but are you ready today hmm. if not when will you be ready right right and you have to be ready before your money runs out right whether you're looking for users customers or investors hmm. so how much money you have really defines a lot of things how much money you can raise defines much larger things because then you can run at a loss right and many companies run at a loss and they keep on running for years after years after years hmm. all of those games have to be played hmm. and with with a very right you have to be very cognizant that this is the game i'm playing if the game is to get users play that game if the game is to get investors play that game if the game is to get 
investors via users that is the game you're playing hmm. whatever it is um, i mean before you enter into the game you should know what are the rules there but i got your point that money is a very important factor but with money comes a bit of fanciness wherein they think that they have a brand and now they need a very lavish launch for it to you know to for, so that everybody in this world should know that this product is getting launched yeah. and that's how because uh, then there are brands like mercedes who don't even really um, you know advertise much because they have made a name for themselves so what about that again this depends on the type of brand you are looking at hmm. i think now with the vc money drying up right you will see lesser and lesser of these kind of launches and stuff happening hmm. it, everybody has to answer to someone true and that answer uh, is no longer a lavish launch party even if you're getting a brand ambassador who hmm. is a big celebrity hmm. somewhere you have to justify it with numbers right those numbers may not be revenue they just may be users or uh, daily active users or something like that parameter but it has to be tied up with with some measurable parameter something we we talked about this before also right the hmm. days when marketing could just spend money and without worrying about what is a measurable hmm. those days are now past But do you think they do something really like uh, do they give these numbers because that's the whole point i mean you're spending they large do. see again there are obviously these are smart people hmm. like nobody reaches at that level unless they are doing stuff true so they are smart people there is also a good amount of faking happening that is also true um and we we always see right we have seen the ftx case hmm. it's somebody who's been who's valued at 16 billion dollars 24 hours later he's at 1 billion Right. and now he's running away from all that stuff which is happening and this company was funded by the world's top vcs hmm. and these are all very smart people so decisions do happen where people are faking hmm. but numbers are also being made right um it's it's again the the first question which you said is it it's hand in hand unfortunately smaller brands do not have this luxury right right they can't be in a position where simply because numbers are being made mm. they stay into the market so they have to know something measurable and again we come back before the money runs out they need to start generating some amount of money whether by external funding mm. or by uh, getting their revenue with their different channels i guess that totally makes sense so instead of doing launch parties the startups should focus on <laughs> putting their money at the right at the right place and at the right time actually See, time actually, is these a... days no at least now mm. once all of these uh, big brands have started laying off people mm. i i think launch parties are going less in fact what i what we will also see mm. is a correction in salaries right right uh, uh, and that has at least started happening in the us mm. uh, there is a correction happening because and people will be conserving money mm. and it goes back to our initial point that marketing budgets would also get down right which is why we have to focus on things such as what we're talking about point of view marketing or putting a face there hmm. which can be done and which have a higher impact but at a lower cost can it be because it was hammered due to the recession that was forecasted yes it was because of recession and you mentioned during the covid time everybody was online so they overstaffed hmm. and things are projected that this is what will happen and those all those crazy valuations right and then certain even something which we mentioned about a new market hmm. it's right? so a people put money into a new market right it doesn't always work out hmm. right so when it fails it just sinks billions of dollars 
True. So people are a little bit more hesitant in doing those things. Hmm. And we we are seeing a correction, which is why for smaller brands it it just makes more sense to have a founder brand or just to have something which is a which is a little less replicable. Hmm. Right. So True. that on that basis you can keep on increasing your asset. I guess it's it's said that you need to have some touch of your own thinking to your brand so that it right. actually is a little different from what. already is there because we have already established that things will be repetitive or uh, a product may you know have a lot of competition out there because somewhere or the other someone has tried it out already but uh, this this somewhere or the other makes us come to an end but uh, but uh, we'll be we'll be consistent with these topics and everything so thank you so much deepak for giving us your time and discussing this thing with us thank you muskan